Welcome back everybody. It's good to be back with you all again. This is our 16th episode and it's all about trust. The why of it and the importance it has in our understanding. It's also about the misunderstanding between mistrust and distrust and how it can be confused and misunderstood. We will also look at ways to build and restore it. So, let's get cracking, so to speak. Okay, so what is trust? It's a vital part of all relationships, whether genuine or not. Because we will either have trust or we won't. So every relationship, no matter what it is or who it's with, will be affected by how we see and have experienced trust. So then, is trust any of the following? Is trust a feeling of inner confidence that somebody cares? Is trust a mental attitude that somebody will say is dependable? Is trust a belief that a person will act in a certain way? Is trust a complex neural process that binds diverse representations into pointers that includes emotions? Or is trust the way we act and the way we speak? Or are they just expressions of trust? So I go back to the original question. What is trust? Faith? A belief? Action? Speech? Well, I believe that it's all of these. It is a set of behaviours. It is a belief that someone will act in a certain way. It is an abstract mental attitude that a person is dependable. It is a feeling of confidence and security that somebody actually cares. And it is both an emotional and a logical act. Now, we have to remember that trust is a normal part of our human condition. We, we constantly are working ahead. We build, I suppose, internal views of the world around us, including our relationships. So... Why is trust so important? And how can that help us in our life today? Well, there's a couple of very good reasons for this. But before I go into those, I'd like you to answer a question for yourself. Or maybe two. Do I find it difficult to trust others? Or am I a naturally trusting person? Sadly, most of us will rush into our suspicious minds and especially around another person's motives. Or we can tend to believe that if we trust someone that it would be unwise as we might get hurt. However, have you ever considered that these suspicions when used as a defence mechanism can be good in certain situations? but that it can also have a very negative impact on the happiness that you seek and deserve. So how are your thoughts around it at the moment? Are you still uncomfortable with this thought that it's both positive and negative? Well, it's true. Now, there's reasons why, and there's two main reasons why you should learn to trust, beginning at this very moment in time. The first one, well, trust allows you to grow. 
Seriously, it does. Because it allows you to gain a new energy, which ultimately leads to new experiences. Now, this means that you take new risks and new chances, which makes you, I suppose, leave your comfort zone a little bit, which can be a little bit scary. The fact that these new experiences allows you to be a stronger person, and this will empower you. Yes, I did say empower. It does empower you to start living a life to the fullness and in fullness the way it was meant to be. The second reason that if you trust, you open your very soul to love. Now though, if you live your life by trust, it will be very challenging. Would you believe me if I said by doing this, you also open yourself up to receive from the universe more happiness, more love, more abundance. Not just in your life, but also in the lives of those around you. And of course, there is one added reason to begin to trust today. And that is genuine, healthy relationships are built on trust. It is one of the main values in any relationship, especially a positive and healthy one. So the more you trust deeply, the stronger the relationship will be. Now, I'd like you to do a little favour for me. I'd like you to take a little moment and think of the most important person you have in your life right now. Go on, switch it off. Give yourself three or four minutes to think of the most important person in your life today. So did you switch it off? Good. So have that person in your mind right now. Now tell me, isn't that the very person that you trust the most? Now tell me that you can't trust or that it doesn't matter. Think about it. So where do we get trust from? Where does it begin? Well, we actually learn trust or not trust from a very early stage of our development, usually around um, the 18 month mark. And it really comes down to the care we receive from our parents or significant adults in our lives at that stage. Why? Because we as an 18 month old baby are dependent on those adults. Now, of course, other factors play a vital role. And here are just some that you might like to look at. When we cried as a baby, did those adults tend to our needs? When we were frightened, did they comfort us? When we were hungry, did they nourish us? We learn to either trust or mistrust the world around us. And if we have developed a healthy trust, we would have felt safe and secure. However, if that significant adult or adults have been emotionally unavailable, or if we felt or perceived being rejected, we learn to mistrust the world around us. And this leads to fear around people, especially about them being inconsistent and unpredictable. 
I believe, personally, that whether we learn to trust, mistrust or distrust at this stage, we will have that as a very powerful influence throughout the rest of our lives. And just before I go further with this, I'd like to explain the difference between mistrust and distrust, because I I personally believe that there is a misunderstanding with these. But I'm open to correction on them. To me, to distrust is generally understood to be a lack of trust coming from our experiences or certain knowledge. For example, I distrust what Patrick has said because he lied to me before. See what? It's an experience. He lied to me before. So I have experience of Patrick lying to me. In contrast to that, mistrust it has a vaguer understanding of lack of trust. It is more from an unease or an uncertainty. It is more seen from a feeling rather than an experience. So for example, even though I have only met Patrick, I have an uneasy feeling about him. Now how many of us have said that about people we've met for the first time? Or if it's a positive, oh, I really like her. There's something about her. We've all had those experiences, but we've never connected them with mistrust or distrust. We often use mistrust when we are describing our own feelings, around, especially around our own abilities. For example, the boy mistrusted his ability to meet a deadline. Now, a person who mistrusts themselves tends to second-guess themselves and their own decisions and their feelings. Whereas distrust does not have that meaning. So what causes trust? Comfort, familiarity, meeting nourishment needs, positive responses, security, warmth. And there are several more. I'm sure you can think of a few more. And what causes mistrust? Abuse, inconsistency, neglect, parental mental illness, unpredictability unreliability with poor or no responsiveness. The effects of mistrust can be so destructive as it can and usually does lead to anxiety. It also leads to decreased persistence and increased aggression. You also have insecurity, poor relationships and these are only a couple of them. These are only a few. There are so many others. And remember that each one of these will have their own difficulties and their own issues. If you take, for example, aggression. Well, its own difficulty is going to be through verbal or physical abuse. And with anxiety, through fear. Whatever way we live out of fear. So what about trusting ourselves? Okay, so how do I know I don't trust myself? Well, here's a couple of things. If I spend most of my waking day regretting things I've done or the decisions I've made, then I don't trust myself. If I constantly criticise myself and think I'm not good enough or somebody's better than me, then I don't trust myself. If I'm afraid to be happy in case something is going to go wrong, Yeah, I guessed it. 
I don't trust myself. And when we don't trust ourselves, we tend to create our own stress and anxiety so that we're not happy or satisfied. Just in case we lose it. However, with this, we will ensure we always have something to criticise in ourselves. So, I'm going to give you a couple of statements. And I want you to be curious whether or not any of these get your attention. There's only three of them. Number one. So even though I create success in my life, I never seem to escape my problems. Number two. I ensure I get paid just enough where it's just about enough. Number three. Even though I have great success, I persist in dwelling on my worries or failures. So any of those statements resonate with you? Ask yourself why. Go on, tell me. Why do you not trust yourself? Okay, lie on the nearest couch there and get ready to regress into your childhood. Imagine me sitting at the top of that couch taking notes. When you were born, when we were all born, we were born into a world determined to make us do things that we don't want to do. Do I agree with that? To a degree, yes. We become aware... I suppose we become aware of this more after the early stages of development, through our experiences. And these experiences will possibly compound our understanding as we grow with teachers, with parents, with society in general, telling us what we must be, how we must be, how we must do the right things as they see it. Now, because we already have been shown a lack of trust in people, we are now going to be influenced further by mistrust and distrust. So now what do we do? What happens next? Now the resistance begins and motivation becomes so difficult. Everything becomes harder and uneasy. You definitely don't trust yourself now. And as you grow, the cycle is established. And now your inner child doesn't want to do the things you know you should. So now you try to desperately to force that part of you to grow up with structure and coercion. If you want to check out the inner child, I think it was the second and third podcast. So what is the inner child's response to this? Well, it starts to rebel and inspires even the more irresponsible behaviour. And now your adult's response to this is, wait for it, have you guessed it? You don't trust yourself. So, how do we solve years of lack of trust? Especially in ourselves, when we've doubted ourselves, when we've, for whatever reasons, we no longer trust ourselves. And it's rather simple, really. The very thing it tries to grab every now and then, the very thing your inner child doesn't trust you can provide. Because you never really have in the past. What is it? Fun, joy, happiness. 
Do you know that the most powerful force within you for self-sabotage is the part of you that your inner child has not forgotten and that is the early learning around trust or the lack of it? Not even for a second has that part of you forgotten. Do you know what the scariest part is? You have created a life that would bore a child to tears. So it really is time to reevaluate your lifestyle. The structure that most of us have built up due to not trusting ourselves has created a bucket load of sh- sabotage. Sorry, I was about to say something else. So to change this way of living and give your inner child what they crave, you will need to get to a place where your inner child is aligned with your adult desires and where 100% of you is going in the one forward direction. Now, in order to regain trust of others, we must first regain trust of ourselves. Now, here are just a couple of tips to help you begin this journey. Well, actually, there are a couple of things you need to know before you begin this journey. One of the first things before you begin is willingness. You have to be willing. And this is the hardest part of the journey. The more time you spend analysing and being afraid, the longer and the harder the journey will be. This beginning, although it may feel a bit like Mount Everest, and like most explorers have found, it is worth the climb. But often the most important step is the very first one, the decision. And the second thing to keep in mind is keep going. Try not to get bogged down in the things that don't go right in your head or the why. With every faltered step, we learn more. You know more now than you did three years ago. Actually, you know more now than you did three months ago, three days ago, or even three hours ago. The third thing to remember is don't act out of your thoughts. If you do, it'll be more likely to be from fear. It is better to stop, reflect and reacquaint yourself with the goal and then continue the journey. In other words, come home to your own truth. Remember, learning to trust again takes time and begins with yourself. You have to learn to trust yourself when you decide you are worth trusting and that you choose to do everything to make that happen. When you begin this journey, the energy around you will change and that will have a domino effect. You will begin to trust others. So your behaviour will change. The energy around you will change, which ultimately will change around other people. So, let's go back to the tips. They're very simple. The first one, be yourself. Don't try to be what you think other people want you to be. Be yourself. Number two, set reasonable goals. Start small. It's a bit like a diet. 
There's no point in saying I'm going to go off all sugary things starting tomorrow and in four days time you're eating the bag of jelly babies out of the bin. Pace yourself. Set reasonable goals. Three. Be kind and compassionate with yourself. Nobody else will be kind and compassionate to you genuinely unless you can do it for yourself. Four. Build on the strengths you already have. And some of you I can hear already going, oh, well, I don't have any strengths. You're listening to this podcast. You're thinking about the journey. You're searching for something. You're seeking something. Five. Spend time with yourself and your inner child. Set boundaries. Both for yourself personally. And for your public life. And number six. Be decisive in your journey. So what is the bottom line in all this? Well, trust begins with yourself and how you have learned to see yourself. Trusting yourself will allow you to gain more confidence in yourself and allow you to widen your circle of trusted, genuine friends. It will give you a better chance of making decisions and choices that are in your best interest, which ultimately will be in the best interest of those around you and society itself. And remember... If you have trouble starting this journey, ask for help. I do hope that you've been able to gain something new or something that resonates with what you already know deep within yourself. Learn to listen to yourself so that you can hear it. So there you go. That's the end of our session today. And just before we go, I'd like to send you a reminder that our next live session on YouTube will be Monday the 28th of September at 2pm. Please join me and I'll answer any questions you may have. If you want to contact me, please feel free to email me at ballanderypsychotherapy at gmail.com and I'll try to answer each and all. And somebody told me during the week that they couldn't make a comment on YouTube and I discovered that they didn't have an account so if you want to set up an account with YouTube, it's free. So there's no there's no payment or anything, but it just means that you can actually um, talk to me online, um, a bit like texting. So I truly look forward to you all joining me. And if you can't, don't worry. It is recorded and you'll be able to go into uh, the Ballandary Psychotherapy uh, YouTube channel and be able to watch it online later on. So have a wonderful uh, rest of the week. And please stay well, stay safe. Namaste.